Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for August 23rd, 2015. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Russ Dean, co-pastor with Amy Jackstein at Park Road Baptist Church. His sermon this morning is entitled, The Distilled Result of Confidence. When Amy and I took our boys to Cuba for a kind of family mission trip a few years ago, visiting our partner church in Carlos Rojas, at some point during that long weekend we were there, we found ourselves kind of uncomfortably trying to explain subversion and politics or subversion in the political frame of the gospel to two teenagers Our Cuban pastor had commented on the communist spies in the churches. He said all Cuban pastors know that every congregation has a member of the party planted there quietly whose job is to listen and to report back if the pastor gets out of line, if the preaching becomes too critical of government, or if preaching and congregational life begins to stir the congregation a little too much. The heart of the biblical witness, which leaders of governments know all too well, which a writer named Mark sought to identify in his political narrative of the story of Jesus, the heart of witness is liberation. And liberation is a dangerous idea and becomes even more dangerous and becomes a more dangerous commodity in the hands of the masses when they get a taste of that forbidden fruit. In communist societies, the gospel challenges the peace. In totalitarian regimes, the gospel invites revolution. In democracies, the gospel offers a critique of status quo. The former Brazilian Archbishop Dom Helder Camara knew the power and the peril of gospel truth when he said it simply, when I give food to the poor, they call me a saint. When I ask why they are poor, they call me a communist. Gospel truth like the witness of prophetic wisdom from which it was born is always political, because no government has yet to be born which offers the vision of biblical equality to the masses and grants liberating hope to all of its people. No government. Even the best political strategies and governments turn in on themselves for the sake of institutional self-preservation. The Bible speaks of principalities and powers And the reference is not to the devil and his minions waging spiritual warfare against the faithful. The reference is to something much more dangerous. Principalities and powers are systems of all shapes and sizes, identified by many names, created by often well-intentioned human beings which become evil by their blind force and devastating through their witless direction. Simply put, governments are afraid of preachers because the gospel has always been a political 
narrative. But please understand, theology is no threat to any government. Abstract philosophical speculation is powerless. But gospel truth, gospel truth will always be a threat to empire. Mark's gospel, as we've been reminding you for 28 weeks, is a political narrative. It records the witness of Jesus who offered a different way, a different power. It threatened even mighty Rome. The good news he came to preach offered a security beyond the forces of national pride and military might. It offered a hope to transform this hopeless world. It offered peace beyond that Pax Romana, which was actually just a well-crafted marketing program before there even was such a thing. The peace of Rome. Pax Romana was a narrative that ruled the Western world for several centuries. It sought to appease the masses by manipulating their fears and offering peace through strength. Now, you could not write a more ironic story if you tried. Rome's power, the power of the greatest force in the world, was the diametric opposite of the good news that Jesus came offering to the poor and the powerless. Jesus' message was love. Rome's message was strength. And Rome used its strength to crush him, to stamp out his heresy, to quell his dangerous sedition. The cross, which made manifest the power and fear of empire like no other grotesque implement of death ever has. The cross put an end to Jesus, and then, less than 300 years later, the troops of Rome, the troops of Constantine's army marched into battle with banners of war emblazoned with crosses. Roman shields were marked with the sign of Jesus' cross. As a kind of totem, the cross offered to add divine protection to the swords of military strength. Power and the cross had come together. Do you understand the irony? The Gospel of Mark says the cross is the world's greatest power. When we learn to die for one another just as Jesus died for us. When we learn to side with the poor as Jesus did. When we learn to resist empire as Jesus did. But Constantine subverted the subversive power of the cross, inverted the subversive power of the cross, and we have made it an almost omnipotent symbol of national and military might. You can hear this in the militant way too many Christians speak of their faith, using military image to speak of battles and victories of all kinds. 
And to bring it a little closer to home, maybe uncomfortably so, you can hear it in American partisan politics and the assumptions people make of manifest destiny and the American dream. It's all wrapped up together, folks. The cross and power. Thousands of people lived for centuries under a myth called Pax Romana, the peace of Rome, and that so-called peace came to subvert the power of the cross, to invert the power of the cross. Rome transformed Jesus' death into a dominant theology of strength and might. And today, if we are willing to hear the challenge of Mark's gospel, we will have to acknowledge that we have extended the subversion of Jesus' cross. The good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, a message about sacrifice in living, which gives priority to the poor and voice to the voiceless, has been co-opted. Instead of the Pax Romana, we have our own myths Call them by a number of names, whatever you will. American exceptionalism, the American dream. But our myths are no less based on a narrative of dominance and power. And they're all mixed up with our theology. It is ironic that we have so badly missed the point Mark wanted to make so clear. Dominance and power are not the ways of Jesus. This is not what good news is about. We come to the end of Mark's gospel, appended as it has been by some later editor who apparently needed a better ending than the original. But we, but we end with appropriate words for any who claim to be followers of a radical Jesus. And they went out and proclaimed the good news everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed that message of good news by the signs that accompanied it. So as we move on from the gospel, move on into our community, we need to ask three questions. First, is it good news? Does it really sound like good news to our community? And we live in an affluent community of comfort. What's the good news here? Maybe in our community, the good news needs to afflict the comfortable more than to comfort the afflicted. And maybe we need to be reminded of the subversive message of gospel which will always afflict the comfortable. And second question, is the Lord working with us? Interesting words there at the end of the gospel, the Lord was working with them. Now I take that to mean, as a question for us, is Jesus still challenging us? Or have we just turned our faith into a set of religious beliefs to celebrate on Sundays. Is the Lord working with you? Is the Lord working on you? 
if we claim it to be good news, are there signs to confirm that? Third question. Are we offering a challenge to empire, to the dominant narrative of our culture, or have we subverted the message, using it to justify our way of life, the rightness of our assumptions, a dominant, dominating system that still oppresses the poor and silences the minority voice? In his powerful commentary that we have quoted so many times this year, Ched Myers ends by speaking of Jesus' call, which comes to us, which comes to us too, as a specific challenge to turn from our privilege and restore justice. To turn from our privilege and restore justice. Too much of the Christian church today, it seems to me, has turned into its privilege, not away from it. And if that is the case, we will never begin to restore justice. Myers says the restoration of justice comes by beginning where Mark begins with repentance and then by learning to resist the dominant narrative. Repentance, resistance. Repentance of our sin, he says, must be understood not in our modern sense as strictly personal angst or guilt, but in the Hebrew sense as the admission of our solidarity with historical injustice. Our solidarity with historical injustice. Wow. Several weeks ago, in response to recent episodes which have raised the specter of the racial unrest in our country, Amy called this congregation just to show up. It's what we can do. It's what we should do. Late last week, we were anticipating a verdict in the trial of Randall Carrick. The trial was being watched around the country because of its affinity to other similar episodes, episodes that have brought unrest and violence in other cities. A group of concerned clergy strategized a plan to invite members of this faith community to gather in five geographically diverse communities. This was to be a means of dispersing the crowds, but providing safe and open space for expression of whatever feelings arose in the aftermath of whatever verdict would be announced. So we spread the word to our congregations through social media and through the news outlets that we would gather on the night a verdict was announced. We would speak. We would listen. We would sit together. We would pray for the family of Jonathan Farrell. We would pray for the family of Randall Carrick. We would pray for the city of Charlotte. We would pray for our divided nation. And the time came and a verdict was announced and no one showed up. So Amy and I left one church and went to another and no one was there either. We finally ended up in a downtown congregation sitting amidst about 50 participants 
And Amy and I sat near the back and we just listened before we all gathered at the altar to pray together. And it was a poignant lesson to me in this Gospel of Mark, repentance and resistance. Repentance and resistance. And I wish America could have heard what we heard on Friday night. I wish you had been there to hear without judgment the honest words, especially words of several black mothers who spoke. One talked about stereotypes and assumptions and she said, I just don't know why they can't see all the potential in my children that I see. And another said, as a mother, I am angry and I am afraid. I'm just glad to see that my son made it to his 18th birthday. And another talked about having what she called the black mama blues. And she said, I don't even know how to grieve anymore. And another said, black rage is the result of white anxiety. You know, folks, we did not create racism in this country. But are we actually doing anything to dismantle it? Are we? Most of us are not. Most of the time, we need to show up. Because by sitting idly by, we bolster all of the assumptions that strengthen the dominant system that favor those in power. Simple acknowledgement of our privilege and our culpability in a system that breeds fear and still believes in redemptive violence. Just that admission would be a great place to start. Repentance. The admission of our solidarity with historical injustice and resistance. Too much of white America cannot stand with our brothers and sisters of color resisting the systems that continue to oppress and alienate because most of us don't even know their stories. And too often we choose not to believe the ones we hear. The pain and the anxiety of mothers in Charlotte, North Carolina, was evident on Friday night. I needed to sit with them and just listen. And I need to learn to resist in some ways, to resist the systems that yield their pain. What can I do? What can we do? What needs to be done? What training could be changed in law enforcement? What policies could be modified? I don't know. I don't have the answers, but I know where I need to be standing if I am going to side with Jesus. And I need to be standing with the poor and the outcast and the oppressed and the fearful, not standing with the system that brings them down. I need to be standing against it in some quiet ways, however feeble may be our efforts. So the final word of the gospel is this. 
The good news according to Jesus is not a belief to affirm in your head. It is a life to live day by day by day. It is repentance every day. It is the realization that it is so easy to align ourselves, especially in a congregation like ours, with historical injustice, with the systems that want to maintain the status quo. One of my pastor friends prayed the other night, not that we would be there to provide peace for the sake of peace, but that we would be there to promote a just peace. You understand the difference? Peace for the sake of peace just means go along, get along, be quiet, sit down, status quo. And that's different from just peace. It's easy for us to align ourselves with historical injustice, with the systems that want to maintain the status quo at the expense of a just peace and those who need it most. It is resistance in whatever ways we can, but resistance which begins with simple awareness that these systems do exist and that the pain they cause is very real day by day. Persistence is the the distilled result of confidence. Like the nun who picks up a handful of snow playfully testing her aim as she walks across the yard to evening prayers. The gospel has to be that routine. Habit for us, just what we do in a life lived on the way to prayers in community. On the way to prayers in community. Community of faith called Park Road Baptist Church. We are called to repentance and resistance. The persistence of a life lived for one another. Just as Jesus taught us. May it be so. Amen. Thanks for listening today. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Grace and peace to you.